savior of the of the world. Imagine you're waiting not just not not just waiting on um, not just not just waiting for a day, not just waiting for a week, not just years, not even hundreds of years, but thousands of years waiting on one thing. This one thing. They waited so long for a savior. I, I just wonder how many had lost hope. Maybe some had lost hope. Maybe some had just stopped trying to even care. Maybe people had gotten frustrated. Or maybe they thought by this time this promise of a Savior was just for like, uh, like little kids for story time, right? Story time. Maybe they thought it was just for, for kids. Or maybe they thought, I've heard this a lot of times, but that's just for my parents. That's just for my grandparents. That's my, that's my grandparents' story. That's, that's for their faith. One thing they did not do, they, they did not forget the promise. They knew that there'd be a promise. They knew that they had heard the stories, there'd be a Savior. They had heard them from their parents. They had heard them who, who, who had heard it from their parents, who had heard it from their parents. And they had heard it. They had not forgotten about it. But I just wondered how they felt at that point. Where was their soul at that time? Proverbs 13 says, hope deferred. Makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I wonder how many people, by this point of waiting and longing and not seeing the Savior, I wonder how many people had gotten heart sick. You guys know I'm talking about heart sick, soul sick. They're just, they're just sick in their soul. Physically, they're fine, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. And then, then there's this announcement. It happened, the great announcement. Chapter 2, verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. There's probably not a more well-known story in all of the Bible. It's got to be top three stories. You've got, what, David and Goliath? Anybody ever heard the story of David and Goliath? Yeah, you got David and Goliath. You don't, a lot of people don't even have to have ever been to church. You've heard the story of David and Goliath. Maybe uh, Noah and the ark. Maybe you heard the story about Noah getting on the boat and the animals two by two. And then you've got the announcement of Jesus' birth. Jesus' birth. What I want to focus on for a minute this morning is not how we talk about the birth of Jesus, but how God talks about the birth of Jesus. Just what kind of announcement is this? What kind, how does God think about this announcement? The angels tell us in the verse right before we just read, Luke 10 verse 10 says this, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. What kind of announcement is this? How does God feel about the long-awaited announcement? God says that it's good news. Good news. The Messiah is here. This news is for you, and you're in the right place. Of all the, of all the people to celebrate and to first hear about the announcement of the birth of the Messiah, it's it's shepherds. I wonder, have you ever wondered if they were surprised that night? Like, not surprised that they saw an angel. Like, if you were out at night 
you know, hanging out with your dog in the backyard before you go to bed, and all of a sudden, a host of angels show up. Anybody would be surprised. Would you be surprised? Okay. Would you be concerned? Okay. Yes. All right. I just, I I didn't know if y'all are here and you're here. Okay. Good. Yes. I'm not saying if they'd be surprised that there were angels, you know, there. I'm not saying if they were, they would be surprised that it's, it's going on, or even surprised that it's an announcement. Surprised that God, that the angels showed up and, and to them, like to the shepherds. Like, do you ever wonder if maybe the angels got there and they thought, I, I don't, or they bust out, you know, through like the seventh dimension of heaven, all right, and they become, and then there's the shepherds, and they start to make the announcement, and then they realize who it is, and they're like, wait a second, that's not, that wasn't, these aren't special people, these are shepherds. Do you think maybe they just got like the wrong coordinates or something? Are they supposed to go, this is not like the mayor, some well-known, you know, political figure, it's not some, you know, gladiator, what is, oh, it's the shepherds, he just, I don't know who was in charge of sending them out. You ever wonder if they thought, we, we got the wrong crowd here. We got the wrong crowd. I wonder if they ever thought it was an accident. I remember when my oldest daughter was born, we were at the hospital, and um, uh, she was about to be born, and we were so excited, and it was our first, and and uh, my parents were there, and Lindsay's parents were there, and we had some family, and it was so exciting, and everybody's excited, and all this stuff, and, and uh, where we were, um, uh, the, uh, Sophia was about to be born, and, um, and so, but our family was kind of out in the waiting room, but it was kind of like right outside the room, and so uh, I found out uh, right, as, right before she was born that my dad was outside, and he was, he was so excited um, this was, I think, number four for him, number four grandchild. And he was so excited, uh, and so he, he's, he's, he's kind of pacing around, and he goes up to the door, and as soon as he goes up to the door, you could hear some, like this, uh, like the, um, uh, the baby crying. Like there was nothing, and then all of a sudden, the baby starts crying, and this baby's just been born, and dad's so excited, and he turns around, there's, there's tears in his eyes, and he looks at the family, my brothers, my sister are there, there's all, all these people there, and he goes, she's here, she's here. And then my mom looks at him, his, his name's Jerry, she goes, Jerry, you're standing at the wrong door. <laughs> he goes, oh, just a little bit longer, guys, just a little bit longer. Wrong door, wrong place. Wrong place. I wonder how many of us, oftentimes, when it comes to church and Jesus, we feel like we're just at the wrong place. Like we're the wrong people. We're at the wrong door. We're at the wrong church. Everyone else might belong here. Not me. I'm the exception. Not, not, not me. The story of the good news, the greatest news ever announced, made to the shepherds, made to the shepherds, is this. This is what I see. Greatest news is this, is that God's people is, is you. It's me. You are God's kind of people. If you feel like you're unqualified to hear the announcement of good news of Jesus' birth 
and all that that entails and all that that promises, here's the, here's the news. It's good news. It is actually for you and for me. God's showing up in the primary audience of the greatest message and announcement anyone has ever heard where smelly shepherds in the field ought to be this to us. It ought to be the best news. It ought to be the best news. You and I are God's kind of people. You ever disqualified yourself for good news from the Lord? You can't. You can't because the best message ever told was spoken to shepherds in the field. It's also this. Luke 2 says this. The angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Everybody say joy. Great joy. We talked about joy last week. Joy is the focus that God's going to do what he said he wants to do. It's not a feeling. It's not a circumstance. It's not an emotion. Joy is the focus that at the end of the day, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Proverbs 12 says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. A few years ago um, for Christmas, Lindsay got a, a, a gift. It was a weighted blanket. You guys, you guys know what a weighted blanket is? Anybody own a weighted blanket? It's not like a normal blanket because it's weighted. And, and I don't know if you, if you have one, maybe you love it. I don't love it. In fact, it is the opposite. I hate it. I feel like I'm dying. If that thing ends up on, it's, it's just this heavy weight that's on you. And some of y'all that are weird are like, no, I love it. It makes me go to sleep. It makes you go to sleep forever. That's what I feel like. When I'm putting the dumb blanket, this weighted blanket. There are a lot of people in here, in this room, all over this city, walking around with the weighted blanket of life. A lot of us have gotten even somewhat used to it, thinking this is just what life is. It's a heaviness. It's heavy, and it's weighted, and it's just... One day I'll be done with all of this life, and it won't be so heavy. It reminds me of the message that Jesus said a few years later after he's born, and he's walking around, and his ministry has begun. In Matthew 11, he says this, Come to, you, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, my teaching, that's what he's saying, my words, Learn from me, for I am gentle, and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Soul rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The good news of Jesus is this. It's good news that causes great joy that Jesus is coming into the world, and it doesn't have to be so heavy. You ever heard really good news? You ever watched you ever watch some of those like home videos of, of people telling their kids that they're going to go to Disney World? You ever seen that? Like they, they like open up a present and it's like a t-shirt and it's like, you know, we're going to Disney World or something. I don't know. And, and, um, and then what do the kids do? It doesn't matter what's been going on. They could have been absolute terrorists that day, but they've just heard the greatest news in all the land. And that is you are going to Disney World. And what do they do? They, they don't, you ever seen one and they stay seated like that? And they're just like, oh, Disney, that's cool. You ever seen that? No. And if you have, they don't deserve Disney. They're not going to go. 
But most of them that you see, they open it up and they see this gift, this whatever, you know, you're going to Disney World or whatever. What do they do? They jump up into the air and they run around the house. Why? Because the weight of the world, of this horrible world, has been lifted off of their shoulders. And now they're going to Disney World. Good news that causes, that brings great joy. Now, Jesus' promise isn't that you're going to Disney World. Jesus' promise is that you and I get to walk through life with the weight of the world, the heaviness, that weighted blanket, doesn't have to stay there. doesn't have to be there. When you receive Jesus, that weighted blanket is taken off. Now, sometimes we'll go back and we'll be like, no, 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 I need to stress out. I need to, li- I need to live in total stress and anxiety all my days forever and ever. Let me go take that weighted blanket and put it back on. And, and the life lived in Jesus is this, is learning how to daily, sometimes hourly, give that weighted blanket of fear and anxiety back to God. So, no, 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 you came to bring good news of great joy. I love this. This last one is this. Good news, great joy. Verse 10, for what? All the people. For everybody. News gives joy. The, the, the news that gives joy is for everyone. There's no exceptions. John 3:16, one of the most well-known passages of scripture in all the Bible, for God so loved the world. Who? The world. The world. We complain about the world all the time. I don't know if you do. I do. I complain, especially when I'm driving. Like, who let these people out here? God loved the world. Not just on a, okay, I'll deal with them. I'll let them in. I'll let them in. They can come in. God loved the world on a soul level so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes doesn't have to perish. You receive eternal life, and eternal life not just one day, but eternal life forever. Eternal life right now. I like this. Luke chapter 2 passage goes on. This is when the shepherds go off, and they go tell everybody. They just got all this great news, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's one thing to hear the news of Christmas every year. Maybe even be surprised by it. It's another thing to turn the news into the treasure of your soul. Let me ask you this question. What is the, what is the treasure of your soul today? What is it that you tre- if, you had, if you had to say what you treasure in your soul today, what would, what would you say? What is it? I'm not asking what is amazing to you or what's important to you. I'm not asking you what you believe, what is something that you believe, you know. I'm I'm asking, what is it that you treasure? Everybody that saw the angels singing from heaven, they they believed the news. What I'm asking is, what is it that we treasure? Is the good news of great joy for everybody our greatest treasure? is Is it just good news? And that's good. But is it news that has caused the entirety of your life to be reoriented, to be changed? What used to be most important, it's all pushed to the periphery and all of life 
orients around this news now? Or is it just good news? I don't know what happened with the shepherds. I don't know where they went. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It doesn't, scripture doesn't really say. But I know what happened to Mary. She took this good news that causes great joy for everybody. And she heard it. And she treasured it. And she pondered it. And it changed her life. What is it that we treasure? I want to pray for you this morning, if you would, if you close your eyes. I want to, I want to pray, and, and I want to, um, in a minute, we're going to sing one more song, and we're going to sing about the joy of the Lord. But first, I just want to ask this. What a, what a perfect day. What a, what, a, what a perfect day to ask this question. Maybe you're in here, and if you're honest, you just say, Joel, Joel my life is not oriented around Christ. It's just, a, it's just like an add-on. It's an, it's an, it's an afterthought um, right now. It's, it's, it's just an addendum. Whatever the reason, maybe it's because maybe it's you have a hard time believing this good news is for you. Or maybe, if you're honest, you just never surrendered and fully said yes to Jesus. Maybe it's been a long time. But if that's you this morning, you just want to change that today. This can be, this can be the best Christmas you've ever had with a fuller meaning than you've, than you've ever known or maybe known in a long time. If, that, but if that's your prayer this morning, my life isn't oriented around Jesus, but I want to say yes to that invitation today. That's my prayer. God, I want to say yes to you today. There's nobody looking around. It's just me. If that's you, would you just lift your hand real high and you put it back down. My life is not oriented around Jesus, but I'm doing that today. Father, this morning, what a gift. There's no greater gift with greater implications of what you have for us, God, than the gift of your son. Lord, so as familiar as many of us are, God, I pray that this old story would be a new song to us this morning. God, we sing a new song to you today, that Christ has been born, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. So God, fill us with this good news with great joy and remind us today, God, that it's not what we've done, but it's what you've done. Bless these people today with your presence, your joy, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, before we, we end in song, I do want to just welcome each of you. Thank you for being here with us today. On this beautiful Sunday on Christmas Eve, 